Great morning, great morning, grand rising. What up though? Happy, happy Thursday. What's good? Welcome back to Qantas Corner. Um, welcome to season three. I have a guest on today. Um, I'm going to go ahead and let him introduce himself, though. So feel free to introduce yourself. What's popping, listeners? Uh, this is your boy, Fresh Impression. My real name is Chris Afokwa. For those of you wondering where the last name is from, it's from Ghana. Um, I am based in the DMV. Um, I think I've been asked to um, disclose my zodiac sign, which um, I like to say that I'm a Scorpitarius, but I am uh, <laughs> thoroughly, yeah, I'm thoroughly a Sag, but I'm on the cusp, so I call myself a Scorpitarius. I thought Ooh. I was a Scorpius. I thought I was a Scorpio until um, later in my teens when I actually looked at the calendar to see what the zodiac calendar was like. Um, but more on that later if we need to. Um, Black-owned business that I've lately, support, lately supported, um, I'd like to shout out um, a few uh, different businesses. First, I'll shout out my boy uh, with uh, the Happy Yourself um, Today uh, clothing line. That's my boy Kwaku with his clothing line. Um, there's a drink um, that I like out in New York. What's the drink called? Bad and Boozy. Shout out to Bad and Boozy. I'll be hey, what you know about Bad and Boozy? Yeah, shout out to Bad and Boozy. I've been out to New York. They, they held me down. So um, definitely like to show that, shout them out. But um, yeah, follow me on Instagram for, at Fresh Impressions with a Z at the end. All one word, no uh, punctuation. But um, is that good enough introduction? Yes, that was wonderful. Good, good, good. good. <laughs> that was wonderful. Um. I mean, think, and I have to think about the last Black-owned business I supported. Oh, wow. Oh, before you do that, though, hold on, Uh let me interrupt you. That's the only time I'm going to interrupt you. I hope so. But um, Distant Relatives is a very uh, important uh, uh, movement we have in the DMV. They're all over the East Coast right now. It's a uh, philanthropic um, endeavor um, trying to feed our relatives, um, our relatives being folks like us who are less fortunate. Uh, We like to focus on uh, the inner cities and the urban areas of those in need. Um, and then um, also there are a lot of endeavors in Ghana, Nigeria, Ethiopia, Eritrea, and so forth. So I also want to shout out them as well. Why you think of the business you lately supported. Oh, well, we can go into that a little bit later because I would love my information on that as well. So we yeah, can definitely sure. get into that a little bit later. Yeah. Um, oh, you know what? The last Black-owned business I supported was actually, I actually posted it on my Instagram. It's called A Taste of Seafood. Shout out to them. They're locally based here in Harlem. Let me tell you, their their seafood is not to be played around with. It is amazing. I had that and I had a piece of cake from what's formerly known as Make My Cake. It's now called Mama Mama Somethings. I don't know, but y'all know bird is, but yeah. All right. So I'm excited to have you on. Okay. So Happy I'm gonna give here. a little, I'm gonna give a little background. Um, the reason that I asked Chris to be on here, Chris, Chris had a poll up. Um, we'll get into that later. Um, 
but also I recently started looking for a barber, a new barber for my son. And the reason I started looking for a new barber for him, because I got an email telling me that prices were going up by $10. Now to some, they'd be like, oh, it's $10. Full disclosure. And y'all might judge me low key, but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> um, my son's haircut was $40 and I tipped $10 on top of it. So that would be $50 for his haircut. He is 11 years old. 11. Don't, yeah. So going up to $10, I was just like, Ooh, that's $60. And as a boy, they get their hair cut a little more often than women go to the salon. So I was like, I, Mm-mm. I as much as I love his barber, I love the barber shop that he goes. I love it. I, I can't. So um, it, we had a nice little side conversation about right. some things. But um, let's go ahead and let's let's jump into this because yeah. Um, so tell the audience about yourself and your profession. Um, so um, I'm actually my dynamics is a little interesting, and you know, very uh, part of me for 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 um all the barbers that do tune into this, to this talk. Um, I'm actually a uh, secondary barber. And I say that because that's not my main hustle. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a nine to five and I'm also a barber. Uh, I've been cutting since 2005, 2005-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I've been cutting for years, cut throughout college, um, helped pave the way for me through that. Um, and then I continue to cut um, post-undergrad um and it's been you know probably the most important asset uh to my talents um that i have um because you know i can do that whenever however um turn it off or on um so i take a lot of pride and uh put a lot of passion into the craft um and it indeed is a craft and since i've started um the barber game has changed you know i think a lot of folks will probably say you know they've seen tv shows that you know have popped in or popped off the television screen. There's thousands of barbers on YouTube, um, thousands of folks on um, your timelines that are showing off their cuts, whether they're painted on or not. Um, (laughs) So uh, we'll talk about that. Um, But you know, the the evolution of male grooming, um, and when you're speaking of uh, barbering, it is unisex, of course, because we also um, take care of women, but, you know, just looking at it from, um, how us, as black folks really look at it, you know, the, the, the male grooming industry has definitely evolved and, um, there's lots, um, to cover on it, um, including man weaves and, and such. So, um, that's a little bit about me and a little bit about, um, that. So I'll let you, uh, carry, carry forward. It is your show. <laughs> so you, so you was the man to see in college when everybody needed a cut and you kept yeah. a little change in your pocket that way too. Yeah. They, they thought I was hustling, um, for sure. Cause I, I did everything in cash and I had always something with the rubber band on me at all times. Thankfully I never had my spot ran up through because if you run through my spot and take my gear, uh, the, you know, all the, all the black folks on campus wouldn't have their cuts and they weren't having that so I was good um it took care of me for sure okay all right all right that's what's up I see movies when it's like the guy who on campus who cuts it everybody like that's where you go the freshmen come you go to him to get your haircut you, you go to him <laughs> me that was me hey okay well that's a nice way but I do want you to plug your other thing that you do later on because okay. I've seen what you do and I'm just like yo you're amazing if I was in the DMV 
you would have been at my birthday party. <laughs> oh, oh, see, and and it's funny you say that. So that's my third hustle. Wait, um, on third? Time. that's my third hustle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, we we'll plug that later. That. Plug that later, though. Yeah, plug yeah, that later, because yeah, yeah. I definitely yeah. want to let the put the people on because I do have a nice handful of DMV listeners, and I do want you to, you know, put yourself on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, what made you take an interest in being a barber, like picking up that hustle? Um, perfect question. So um, I'll say around the age of 10 to 12, uh, and the DMV folks listening, um, I don't know if you're familiar, familiar with the PG Plaza um, or the mall at Prince George's, as they call it I, now. All I know is PG County, pretty great county. That's all I know. I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> shout out to PG County. Um, I'm from Oko, but shout out to PG. Um, but no, so my brother, I have two brothers that are barbers. So barber, barbers run through the family. And, um, I grew up sweeping hair at my brother's barbershop, um, where he was working at the barbershop was one of the lead barbers there. Um, and to stay out of trouble, you know, I needed, I was too young for a a regular job where they needed a work permit, whatever. Um, so I was going down there. I'll take the train. It's an hour ride from, from where I live in Maryland down to, um, PG County. to, to just be there all day. And then some days I wouldn't get paid, but it's just being out of trouble, right? Mm-hmm, and being around mm-hmm. other men, right. picking up all types of different um, personalities um, and learning so much from these men that come in that you got heads of state sometimes coming from Africa. You got, you know, you might see a basketball player come through. You just never knew. Um, and then the hustle within each barber and what their story was. Um, and then the fact that everyone that came out was always crispy. You know what I'm saying? And that was important. And that was the era where Waves was Waves was, was in. You got to go in a barbershop, get your hair cut with the grain. So just the science behind all of it, um, it just intrigued me. And um, a lot of barbers start without schooling. And that's how I started as well. Um, I've never went to a formal barber school for it. Um, I picked it all up um, along the way. So uh, at that point in time is when I really, really um, took a hold of, yo, I, I definitely want to always keep this in my back pocket if it's isn't my main hustle mm-hmm. definitely want to keep it um around in my life okay all right so where we have um ladies y'all know when your, your man or your husband go into the barbershop and come out he'd be like yes I, listen i personally do it to my son my son gets there and i'll be like you look fresh look at you it's, mm-hmm. it's it's a whole different like okay it's a vibe mm-hmm. I, I see, for sure I see Okay, so you said um, that you just, it's something that you picked up. Did you ever go to school for it? No. Um, actually, by the time I cut my first head, I was about 14, 15. Mm-hmm. And um, it happened because my next door neighbor, who's like my brother now, he's now located in Atlanta. But um, his mother was a, was a stylist at the time, and she had a whole station in her basement. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just swapping down there because she was a stylist. He'd be able to cut hair better than me, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. So he was my first, he was my first head for sure. Shout out to my, my brother, Sweets. We call, that's my, that's his nickname. Don't ask oh. me why, but that's what we call him. Um, but yeah, that's how I picked it up. We just picked up some clippers one day out of competition, uh, of who could cut, who's better, who, who would get more love in the hallways next day at school. Um, obviously we, we see how that ended up. Um, but, um, he probably differ, uh, begged to differ, but, um, I got a lot of love after cutting his hair and, and, and the rest is history. Okay. Would you ever, con- like, would you ever consider going for that certification? 
Absolutely. Um, you know, I think it's it's just like any trade. I think I think as a people, if you can get a trade or get a licensure in a trade and be official, do that. Um, it helps in in getting um, what you're worth. It helps in just being legit. It helps with reduction of worry. It helps in so many different ways. So definitely, I am actually looking into doing that. Um, it's just that my my main, my, my, my nine to five, the certifications involved with that are kind of um, pri priority. So mm -hmm. there are a few of those that I need to get for that. So um, once I get settled with that, um, then I'll be able to, to go and sit for these exams um, for, for the state board for, for, for barbering. Yeah, I, I really, I really think you should. I, I think you should. I mean, I'll see what you can do, right? You should definitely go for it. Also, I was um I was in a room on Clubhouse and they were talking about, you know, certifications versus people who just have the talent. Talent, they just, you know, like you said, you was brought up in it, you know how to do it, you're really good at it. And um, one of the things I, I thought about that somebody said was just like a lot, there are a lot of home people who are at home cooking. It's just like yeah, yeah. when you have that certification, it's like you know what to do if something goes wrong. wrong like, right, wow, right. I never thought yeah. about that. Yeah, wow. yeah. A lot of people don't. Um, and even with with Barbara, and I remember when I first got into wondering how folks were on these Instagram posts, like how's I knew that their line wasn't natural, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And figuring out like you can't color everybody's hair, you know, mm -hmm. some skin irritations don't allow for the application of certain products on everybody's hair. There's a lot actually um, that's, uh, I would say biological that goes into um, cosmetology or barbering. Actually, if you look at the the books, um, and this is my ladies, I, that's how I pronounce it. Um, there's a whole textbook and it's very intricate. Um, so at, when you see a barber that's actually certified, show him love or show her love because um, there are a lot of good women in the game as well. But um, yeah, they, 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 it takes a lot to actually get that certification and know what's what um, for sure. Definitely shout out to the woman barber. Shout out to Autumn. Uh, she used to cut my hair when I used to live in Brooklyn. She's amazing. She's Word. Yeah, definitely amazing. Okay, so what do you love about what you do? Whether it be your nine to five, you know, the first, second, third, hustle that you have was it that you love so I, i'll keep it to the the bar because it this, this is a big part of me um number one is how it makes people feel and look um i like feeling uh, taking the responsibility that you know when i see someone leave my chair go and take an instagram photo and they get 200 300 likes and so it's just all those endorphins you get from likes on you as if it was your own page you'll you'll get it from seeing that someone uh, feels that they look good, knows that they're confident um, and they're able to carry on and be kind of uh, enhanced in, in their life um, after getting a haircut. Um, and then um, I would also say um, just, just meeting the people that you meet. Um, mm -hmm. I've met, I mean, so many people, I've created so many connections by cutting hair. Um, sometimes I look at it and I'm like, wow, did I cut? Like, for example, uh, this is not a, a, a horn toot, but last year or the year before, 2020 got me mixed up in what time is, but um, I cut the veto. Um, and that oh, was wow. um, a big, a big thing for me 
Um, and before that, I had cut uh, one of the biggest um, artists in Ghana, Sakhore. Um, and I don't know if y'all are familiar with him. He was on BET doing the freestyle and all of that. Um, big love to Whoa. him as well. But I got to meet these people because people trusted me that, okay, well, this is a star. You know, you're not going to come in there off the, yo, just give me on my gram, give me on the gram. You're going to come in there and make sure that these artists look good and they're ready to go. And I'll tell you a quick story about the DeVito piece. Mm -hmm. um, DeVito came to town. Um, my god brother Nate always plugs me with with these these um, situations and mm -hmm. hit me and it was on the fly. I had just in a house call. He's like, yo, I can you can you make a move? When he calls me like that, I know what time it is, but I just didn't know who. Um, so I he told me who it was and I was like, nah, I say less. I had something to do too. So I canceled that because mm -hmm. I'm like, it's the veto. Like, take me to where he's at. <laughs> um, so I flew down to DC where he was staying at and his entourage was there, uh, whatever, whatever. He came out and I was like, yo, that is legit the veto. Um, and I didn't know why he was in town. So I'm, I'm asking for something like, yo, DeVito's in town. So there must be a club jumping or something. Mm -hmm. So after I'm done with him, let's go to where they at. But there was nothing. No promoter was promoting anything. And come to find out at the end of it all, he was getting ready to get on stage with Chris Brown um, that what? night. And I had no idea. Um, I had no idea why he was in town. And those are some days. That's none of my business. I come in to do a job and do just that. Um, but yeah, later he was, I think it was Blow My Mind had just dropped. So um, they they ended up um, linking on stage and he performed the joint. And some of the guys that I know that were uh, taking footage of the show, I'm like, oh, wow, like my cut's in front of all of them. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, and that's just some of the things that come with being a barber. And, and the barbering can take you there. Um, it just takes that dedication um, and, that, and that precision and, and you'll be there. Wow, what a dope. Okay, that's fire. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was definitely fire. Wow. Who who wouldn't know? Who wouldn't know? I just said the same. I say it today. Um, you never know if they're gonna remember you or not. But like with Sa Cordy, the guy that uh, the artist I was mentioning before, mm -hmm. like now when he comes to the DMV, like legit, like he'll call his folks and if he does he, it adds up to to not being me, they'll find a way and call me and be like, Well. He's gonna wait for you and make sure you cut him. And I appreciate the love he always gives me when he comes to town. And those that's that something special. That's definitely yeah. something special. Sure. It says something about your talent as well. Your nah, talent, just I got good people. And good people and your, that, that too. The people you surround yourself yeah. with it says that like they like yo, I you're gonna be here with right here. This is where you need to be. Yeah. Mm, okay. So we talked about what you love. What's the hardest part though? Time management. Mm. Um, time management is tough because again, um, my first, my first job in life now, um, is to have a son, my three-year-old son. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's, that's my number one job. I got it. That's 24, seven, 365. So, you know, and I usually cut in the evenings, you know, so if I, if I got my nine to five, come home and then I cut, and I got appointments. Um, it's challenging sometimes. It's just time management because, um, being a barber, you're, I don't know if you come before or after a doctor sometimes, but you know, when folks need you, they call you. Um, mm -hmm. And if you can come through for them, it means more to them than, uh, than, than we know a lot of the time. Um, so, you know, you try to bend as best you can to balance your life, but time management for sure, because at any time someone would say it's a cut. And for me, it's like, depending on who it is, I can budget the time. It's 20 minutes for some, 30, 45 for some, you just, it just really depends. So you gotta really be on your P's and Q's with your time. And I'm African. So I'd be on African time with everything. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> what does that 
What? Hey, for my listeners that are African, <laughs> shout outs to you, number one. But you know what I mean when I be on African time. So I be on African time sometimes. So if I squeeze in a cut, I might be late for that. For that, I never late for appointments, but I might be late to, for something, one thing or another. Um, it makes things tough, but that's definitely the hardest part about it all. Mm, okay, all right. So, um, how have you been affected, or were you affected by COVID? Great question. Absolutely, I don't think there's a barber that that um, wasn't. Um, mm-hmm. Barbers that are in the were are, are actually in the shop. I don't cut in the shop. Um, okay. I'm more of a. Uh, I only cut. My, my folks, um, I take, of course, newbies every now and again, but a lot of my newbies are two people I know. But mm-hmm. yeah, COVID hit everybody. I mean, I was, first was fear, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I cut from home. I got a nice station set up at home. That's worked for me for years. Um, and so when it came, it was just like, do I shut down everything? Like, this is my side hustle. Like, this, my, this is money I can throw at anything. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? After, after my regular income. So I'm like, man, this changed the dynamic of how I got to live. Um, so what do I do? Who do I, how do I monitor people? Like, I, I got to check temperatures too. I got to, you know, do I have to cut people in a, in a, in a, in a, um, the suits that, you know, the, the first responders and, and, and well, yeah, folks are yeah. yeah. So it, all these things run through your mind. Um, but thankfully, and those who are stylists and, and listening in, they'll say, well, if you follow the rules, and you wear what you need to wear nine times out of ten you're all right um and that's just what it is and and having all of the um necessary um uh uh safety items that i need to keep myself and primarily the people that i cut safe as far as my tools as far as me as far as my environment i did that so i was i, I mixed water with bleach and i was just bleaching everything almost not my, my tools oh but my so word. to speak not no, 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 no. But no, nah, no, nah, I wasn't crazy. I wasn't crazy, but so to speak. But, you know, I was I was making sure all of my surfaces were clean with the mm-hmm. right tools, with the right products. Gotcha. Um, and I was it was a scramble. So it was very difficult. And it still is because mm-hmm. you never know. That was um, actually going to be my next question. I was going to ask, you know, what steps are you taking to, you know, ensure the safety of your clientele? Um, it's really transparency. I mean, at this point, and uh, not to be ready to all on your podcast, but mm-hmm. it's kind of like before you got your white one nighter, you gotta ask, like, what's your status? Like, what's up? <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah, you gotta know before we get the we get the work here because um, what really hit me was when, and I'm thankfully it was family. Um, I didn't know he had um already had COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and he came in and he, he's. He, he he was telling me the story and I'm like, what do you mean you had COVID? And at that time, it was just like, this is, he an alien at this point. So I'm like, yo, bro, like, what's that mean? Like, how long ago? Like, don't say Hi. yesterday. Like, if you've been quarantined at another 14 before you come to see me, like, right, so right. For your safety. <laughs> yeah, for, and, and, and the folks that are around. So, um, nah, it was really tricky, but yeah. It was just transparency. It's like, hey, at first it was, you know, every would take a whole bath before you come, a shower, whatever <laughs> you gotta do. Yeah, like like disinfect your whole self before you come. Uh I wanted to text, um, including the text, you know, wear wear freshly laundered clothes, like don't wear nothing you've been wearing early in the day, like come straight here. But mm-hmm. I was telling folks, you know, just make sure you have a mask, make sure you don't have a temperature. Um, a lot of the things that the media and um NIH and et cetera have been telling us to do. Um, and thankfully, um, that's been keeping 
myself and the folks around me safe. Um, so um, big ups to that. Um, but yeah, it's definitely been tricky. So they, everyone has to wear masks. Uh, do you Everybody. Provide, you have to, do you provide like a uh, hand sanitizer? So everybody can like use it if need be. Just... All right. How far yeah. apart would you say you set your clients from like, say you have somebody since you cut in the evening, somebody at 5.30, how long would you have to the next client comes in? So ideally, I have 30-minute slots. Um, a lot of my cuts don't take more than that. Um, I have my um, select few. They know who they are, um, who are a little bit more particular um, about <laughs> their cuts. So that and and these are the folks that might bring a ruler with them and they're like well, you see here yeah yeah well he doesn't bring a ruler but um i got i, I got a couple folks that are just very very specific and it, it comes with patience too um mm-hmm. it's a service um but then again he keeps coming back so that means he trusts me to for him to give his specifics to so um yeah, it's it's sometimes the time frames definitely average about the half an hour. But if I know I'm cutting out one person, I'll either try to cut them first or I'll let them know they need to come last. But everyone else in between, by half an hour, I got to get you up out of there um, as far as your time in the chair. But that's sometimes it, it doesn't even reach that. But I try to budget that amount of time. Okay. All right. That's good. At least you're taking safety measures. At least you're yep. taking some. Um, all right. So I want to get into pricing and tipping mm-hmm. now. <laughs> so first we'll talk about how you determine your price. And then I want you to go ahead and elaborate what started your poll and did you get the results you were looking for? Okay. So pricing uh, is, is, um, now I'll say this. Um, I'm even told that I don't charge enough. Uh, as you would, someone, uh, a listener may say, well, if he cut Vito, then Vito probably paying a, a thousand, like the young boy that was just on Instagram that everybody was talking about paying a thousand dollars for his barber. But um, it's, sometimes that's fallacy. But um, <laughs> pricing is an interesting thing. It has a lot to do with the elements that um, impact you as a barber. Number one, if you're a barber in a barbershop, you have expenses. You have mm-hmm. to pay your booth rent weekly, um, and then you got to pay for your supplies and whatever else that goes into you being at the shop daily. Um, so you gotta factor that into your cost. And then of course, you don't wanna be, um, if, if it's a free fall, as far as you pay your boot friend and charge what you want, kind of a barbershop, um, you know, you don't wanna see, you know, Sean next to you in the booth next to you, he charging 16, you charging 25. And he's going home with a stack every day. And you, you know, you're sitting on the sidelines, you know, still, you know, you can finish counting yours quicker. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. um, so um, it, it really depends on your situation. For me, I cut from home, so I don't have the overhead that a lot of the barbers do. Um, so for me, I charge uh, probably marginally less than than you would charge at the barbershop. But again, um, a lot of the elements that you would get in the barbershop that you would probably like to skip on and not have to deal with, you miss that with coming to see me. So a lot of folks would say, well, then you should charge more. But for me, again, I don't cut just just around the mill folks or just going around Instagram trying to find new folks to cut. I cut folks I've known for years um, and everybody knew that I cut comes out of that box of people. Um, so uh, the network is really a, a, a tight knit um, web. So I try to keep it at that. But um, on the topic of pricing, the reason why I started that poll 
mm-hmm. was because wait, 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 before you get into that. So, okay. so basically when you, when you pick out your, your pricing and your clientele, you're pretty much on a networking system of a, yo, he cut here, bomb, da, 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 da. And let yo, can my friend come? All right, cool. I know your cousin, da, 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 da. So that's how you build yep. your clientele. That's, that's awesome. That's really awesome. I mean, that, that's how most people in the cosmetology, any type of business usually is like word of mouth, like, oh, you're really word good. They're really great. They build up that clientele. So even though you may not be in a shop, you may be able to go into a shop with as much clientele as a barber who's been in a chair, who's had a chair for like years, just yes. off your networking system. Okay. So go ahead. Tell me about the poll. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And my bad y'all on, 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 uh, uh, on that last part, but yeah. So um the poll started because and i'll be honest it was a sunday i don't cut on sundays mm-hmm. um and that's my day off so i can do my number one duty be a dad spend time with my son do things with family do what i gotta do um and so um i was asked to cut that day and um actually prior to that you know my lady and um some other folks that are always telling me charge more, charge more. That's the worst part. Actually, I, I, let me add to the list the worst part. I, I'm because I cut a lot of people I know and I know what they're going through, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't like, I don't like taking for my own people. Um, that makes probably a poor businessman. Some of y'all may say, but I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm there for my people. You know what I'm saying? So okay. I don't like taking from them. But uh, as I get older and my time gets scarce and there's more value to my time and occupying it. Yeah, I'm starting to think like, damn, like these barbers over here ain't cutting a lick. They can't fade, they can't shape up, they can't do nothing but paint, mm-hmm. but they charging 80. Ooh. And I'm over here, I'm charging 20, 25, 30, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I cut, I can run circles around those barbers. And I'll even say this, and, and shout out to my younger boys. I've always come through to me to get um, guys that have been successful checking me out over the years and they, they've been able to blow up online and, and, and other places a lot of those guys that come through that come and check me out for tips pointers and see what i do a lot of those guys too i got one guy he his house calls on 100 you know and to sit in his chair now is average on on average is 50 so i'm like what are y'all paying on average so that's mm. what really triggered the poll because um and and for the listeners um, the average seems to be now about $35 for a haircut. Okay. If you're paying, if you're paying $10 above or less of that, then you're in the, you're in the right, uh, pricing range. Now, anything below that, um, or anything exceeding that you're either not getting, you're getting what you pay for on the low side, or if you're paying or an exceeding that again, you're probably getting. And I think, um, if you were, if I, my mind serves you correct, like with your son, he gets a wash and all of those different things. So that yeah. goes into the cut too. Mm-hmm. So, um, but for just sitting in a chair and getting your hair cut, it, it averages about $35 today. Now with COVID, I can imagine that goes up soon. Um, but that's, that's what the game is looking like right now. And that was why um, I said the poll. So I was getting all kinds of feedback. Okay. So you, so you, you were able to average out what that, what most people pay most people pay somewhere of that 35 range somewhere around right plus or minus ten dollars okay exactly all right no that's okay to me that seems pretty reasonable that seems reasonable um i actually shout out to trevine i actually was able to find him a barber locally who cuts hair by recommendation of 
she's a longtime family friend. Right, <laughs> I was right. actually able to find one. Her brother and dad have been going to the bubble for years. And right. I was a little skeptical because I'm just like, I don't like anybody in my neighborhood because the guys uh, will come back to it, but the guys try to talk to me or they just don't give me the respect I need as a mom bringing my son to get their hurt. Right. Right. So um, it was nice to walk in. I introduced myself. He cut his hair. Now, I was a little upset because, oh, I got to go into a little bit deeper. But um, I That's only it. have brung $20 because I'm like, oh, he's a kid. I know the price I'm used to paying. If anything, right. maybe it's $15. At least I have more enough money for a tip. I was a little, I wasn't mad. I was like, yeah, I was mad because I, I like to tip when work is done good. So I only had two extra dollars and he told me it was $20. I was like, I'm so sorry. He's like, no, it's okay. It's all right. He's like, just come back. I was like, no, no, I'm, no, we'll be back. We will be back, please. I was like, but this is all the cash I have on me. He's like, it's totally okay. Like he was really, really nice about it. And he cut my, my son's hair the same exact way that his barber in Brooklyn cut his hair. That's love. So I was like, $20 and here I was paying 50 with tip. I'm like, this is bomb. Like, I am in such a happy place right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely make some noise for him on that. Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, and to, yeah, yeah. And to think that I used to have to journey to Brooklyn. Um, I live in Harlem for those. Y'all know I live in Harlem. So to go to Brooklyn is like a 30, 45 minute train ride. Yeah. Right. So having that convenience of being able to walk to the barber, I'm saving money Crazy. in the long end as well. Crazy money, yeah. Yeah, so that's good. Now, he used to go to another barber who was local. The barber never tried to talk to me. Oh, now, I'm going to try not to do too much nitpicking here. But I could just call the barber. I go, hey, um, I'm going to bring him at this time. All right, cool, mama. Just call me and let me know, you know, when you're on your way. All right, cool, right. whatever. I get there, his kid, his haircut used to be uh $12. I think it was $12. Fine, he cut his hair, boom, I'm good. We in, we out. I used to have a fade and I went to my son's barber to get it done. But right before my birthday, I needed to kind of just, you know, make it look real good. Right. So I went to his barber that was locally here. Y'all, y'all, I hope y'all sitting down as you listen to this. So he's, he's shaping up the back of my hair, right? So he has, now, I'm, Chris, you could correct me on the terminology because I might use I the got you. I got you. Yeah, so yeah, he, yeah. He has this like, this like blade thing. And, but inside is like a razor. So he right. takes out the old razor. He sprays right. it with some stuff, puts in a new razor, and then right. he wipes it on this cloth. Now, wait a minute, y'all. I peep the cloth like, why that cloth looks so dingy? Ah, uh, okay, okay. Huh. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, 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 Whatever. Yeah. So he does his thing. I mean, my that shape of but I had the three cuts in the back. I was like, oh. Popping. Thank you, yeah. Papa. You, you lit. Thank you. You fly. <laughs> Only for three days later, the whole back of my neck is itching. It's crazy. I'm like, yo, what's yeah. happening back here? So my boyfriend is like, oh. Babe, babe, put some alcohol in. I'm like, alcohol, oh, nah, yeah, yeah. alcohol. Like, what's happening to my neck? Well, wait, oh, pause, pause. Yeah. Before we continue, shout out to 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 any everyone that advised you to put alcohol on there. But 
you, you didn't add that in your description. It was very, very descriptive. So are you telling us, telling me and your listeners that you did not get alcohol applied at the, at the time of service? Um, no, he did. He, he like sprayed it. He sprayed it. Yeah. He sprayed, he sprayed your neck. Yeah. He sprayed my neck. Okay. Now did it burn? Absolutely. All right. Okay. All right. Are we going to come back to that? We gonna we gonna listen to the rest of your story. So, <laughs> all right. But so I I Facetime my boyfriend. I'm like, babe, look, look, I can feel it. It feels bumpy and ill. I'm like, right. it didn't feel like this when I went to the other barber in Brooklyn. Right. Like, what, what is happening? I don't know. He gave me a whole like spill, like, oh, you know, when I go, I get razor bumps too. So I told him, don't cut me with the blade. So I don't the get blade. them. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. But I felt it very strange so now i'm like okay my son not going back to y'all because i i've never seen him do the whole blade thing until i sat in the chair so i said boom you going out to brooklyn that's where you going right i noticed my son was getting his shape up his neck wasn't itchy mind you i didn't have the itchy experience when i went to them so i was right. just like nah something is off i don't know what it is but i will never step foot in one of those barber shops again because that cloth was nasty now mind you i just took him to get his hair cut the barber grabbed a fresh cloth. That's it. Put one around yes, my son's neck. Then make some noise for him. Make the clean cloth. <laughs> yeah, he, he grabbed the fresh cloth to wipe off his tools. And I was like, like you know it was fresh because she grabbed it from a stack of fresh, right. clean towels. Yeah. And I was like, y'all wonder, oh, I wonder if that's what it was. Like I had the I, I came I had the WeeBay face like oh <laughs> exactly <laughs> so t- tell me what happened Chris what what about me so, what happened so a few flags of uh, several flags maybe um actually definitely so when you go to the barbershop, shop and this is where I, the fear when COVID came about was so high when you go to a barbershop, shop it's and then this goes for anybody touching your head this is for, for if you're getting finger waves or whatever this the same rules apply. Mm-hmm. Make sure you always use the freshest tools. It's tools that are as clean as anything, um, freshly clean, disinfected. Now that 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 cloth that you were mentioning, um, I have a cloth that may not look as fresh, but I don't use it on people, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what it sh- that's how the role for that towel. Anything else that's going to be touching people must be the most pristine. I mean, you should be able to hand it to Jesus to blow his nose. Like, you should be able <laughs> to like, you, <laughs> you feel me? So anything that touches you has to be sprayed before. I mean, and you say he did that, but I mean, things are very sensitive. Now I will say, and and most folks that get cuts will also uh, concur or agree. Don't touch anything on my neck or where the, the skin is very thin with a razor. It just, it just, it's not a, it's not a good idea. Hmm. Um, it's, it's, it just, it's not a good idea. Your clippers should now, do Now, is that job. really for black, like black people or is that just in general? I would, I would like to, I would like to, for the purposes of this discussion, isolated to yes, our people. Mm-hmm. Um, now you'll see barbers and you know, there's, there's this big barbers, Pacino, whatever you go online and they're razoring people next and these Puerto Ricans or Dominicans, they, they doing whatever with their eyebrows with the razor and all of that. And that's talented <laughs> and that's cool. Uh-huh. But not everything that you see on Instagram or whatever needs to be done to your clients. If your line's not sharp enough on the neck with your clipper, then, you know, you just need to work on your clipper skills a little bit better to get there. 
um, and understand that your clipper works that way with that type of hair when you cut it. That's something too that you gotta you gotta pay attention to. So I think in that the red flag period was putting the razor on anywhere um, behind your neck and below the ear. It didn't make sense um, for that, even for your lines. It'd have been crisp and, and nice, just how you were describing it. So he could have saved um, a saved face and and not lost the customer by really omitting that step. It didn't really, some people will say, oh, I got a client, you know, it don't feel like a haircut unless you use the razor. But I, before I started using the razor on him, I know every point of his, his above the neck that I know I can apply the razor to without him having a reaction. This is a conversation you should have. Mm. So, um, and it sounded like he, he didn't have that conversation with you. Like he should have asked you like, are you have any, do you have any sensitivity to your neck, blah, 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 boom. Even before you apply the alcohol, because you don't know how alcohol will react to some people's skin. It's just, these are things you got to know. And you got to ask people, especially women. And then again, look at your reaction. A woman will go to a stylist. If the stylist Fs up, that's it. You're going to get a bad review because y'all like writing paragraphs. Don't shoot me for saying that. No, we do. Sure do. (laughs) And that's it. You know what I'm saying? So it's not worth, it's not worth the the PR and, and, and all of that, the headache not to do things right and have that conversation. Now, let's say you had broke out and you had told him to go ahead, right? After mm-hmm. he asked you whether to, or not to put the razor on your neck, you would have probably stayed because you'd be like, damn, I told him to do that too. Like, even though right, I, broke, but I just want to be crit- That's the L you got to take. Mm. So you got to, you like got to. Is that a part of like education? Like, um, not even, I don't mean like a certified thing that you would know. It's just that's maybe something that people would know, like as a black barber, you know, I know not to put a razor to your neck because I know how your skin might do after versus yeah, some but people you, who may not know that about like people, like our people, they just don't know that about our skin. Most barbers have an OG or an old head that shows them how to cut mm-hmm. nine times out of 10. That person tells you don't do certain things unless you ask. Mm-hmm. And you should also get that from your home. Mm-hmm. If you go on, if, if if you know what I'm saying, the only time there's no questions is if if it's a buck fifty. That's how y'all say it in New York, right? Yeah. If you 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 out with the, in the streets with a blade in your mouth and you about to do the do, there ain't no questions. You ain't gonna ask somebody if they want a buck fifty. But <laughs> <laughs> but if you if you're applying something sharp or or that can make an incision, whatever the case may be on your skin, mm-hmm. you gotta ask. It's just it's just it's just one on one. It's really one-on-one. Mm, thank you for that insight. I really, I really appreciate I'm sure, I'm sure there are some moms listening, even some guys like, yo, wow. So yeah. glad you were able to share that. Um, before we jump out of this, I just want one more question. So what's a reasonable tipping percentage when it comes to haircuts? Mm, I like to say with barbering and I think I want to touch on a few points too, for you, if, if I had a stage. So um, the point number one with, with your with your question, I like to say, from a twenty dollar haircut, I would I would give a quarter of the cut, up to a quarter of the cut at least at a minimum for a tip. Okay. So that'd be uh, five dollars if you mm-hmm. can throw the extra five in there. That's a good look. Okay. Um, and then have that proportion all the way up through however much that you pay. I think that is good etiquette. I mean. I, it just makes sense. I mean, you're getting, you're leaving what took the barber 20 minutes to do with um, a lasting cut that lasts you at least over a week, the next five days. Mm-hmm. You might get it. You might get a number when you go to the club. For ladies, you might, you know what I'm saying, get something you ain't got before 
after the club. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. yeah, it, it these these things, and not to isolate it to that, but mm-hmm. um, but you can get um, your image is a lasting impression, right? And um, it's important to people, um, especially black people. You know, Uncle, you know, Tito, who got who be in a church, he be in a third pew, shape up is always crisp. He used that dye, but that should be on pot. Like it's crazy. <laughs> my language but you know it's it's and, and these are the things or if you go to a certain place in your community and you know where we, where john's gonna be there you know john's always crisp like find a guy with the cleanest shape up mm-hmm. walking there you know it's him so those are some of the things that you know if it has that value to you um honor it and and preserve it with the tip in it and it's i think just like what you, you do with your food um even I, th- I think even more so than your food um you should definitely always tip your barber and take care of them because they also have lives too. Um, but the topic I wanted to touch on as a mom and oh, sisters yeah, we that are listening. That. We, that, we, come, we coming into that. Hold on. Because okay. I was going to talk about the single mom etiquette yeah. or the mom etiquette. Like, is, okay. there, is there something that you do when, um, you know, young boys come in, their mom brings them? Or if, even if you don't know if she's a single mom, but the mom is bringing them to get their hair because it's a certain etiquette it's a certain things that you do to talk to the mom to like walk her through the process what how do you handle those so i first of all shout out to all the moms that are single take care of their sons if you have more than one son um god bless you um and i i, I it's like i don't know if you ever been a child y'all um and you're walking down the the the, the street and you just get surprised by that pit bull that there's no beware of dog sign that's just behind the cage and it's just like barking. You know what I'm saying? And I, I can imagine that's how a woman feels. Walking in a bar, it's like the most daunting thing. It's like, damn, like, Jaden needs a cut. Jaden needs a cut, but Ooh, like, I know Barbara. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> two and booth six, they gonna be in my face. I just wanna get my son's cut. Yeah. I'm not trying to have to leave the shot while he's in the chair. And then God knows what they're talking about in the barbershop. Hopefully they're talking about what's going on today in politics that we can all do better as, as a people to protect ourselves and what have you. But they could be talking about anything in yep. the barbershop. Um, yep. And there's and that's a good thing. And at and, and to an extent, it's Some, also... Sometimes it's no regard for the child being present, which exactly. I don't like. Um, and that could be another show. But um, yes. <laughs> as far as the 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 um, experience for single black mother, it's tough. Like, I mean, there's this, there's, there's this, uh, not a saying per se, but it's this always this impression that, you know, hey, if uh, you, if um, little, little John John's mom uh, uh, gets the free haircut, then the barber and the mom probably gonna have another appointment after the shop closed. Like, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. There, there's, there's that little, but it don't, it doesn't always have to be that. I'll say from experience, like I cut a lot of uh, children by for mothers that I know, and I know they're single mothers, and sometimes I know uh, uh, well what they're going through, and sometimes a lot of times I I give them the money back. Um, because um, for me, it's less of a loss because again, that's my second hustle. Mm-hmm. So like I, I, I get so much pleasure out of the kids feeling good, the mom feeling relieved, they can move forward. They don't, uh, depending on the relationship with their father, because I always think that the father should always take the kid to the barbershop. That's just mm-hmm. me. But mm-hmm. if a mom got to, there's, there's no reason why that she shouldn't, but she should always feel comfortable doing so. Um, so I, I just think that, um, some things need to change, but again, barbershop is like the locker room. 
if you if you're a woman and you you walk into the guy's locker room that story is going to permeate through that locker room until the end of the school year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Remember when Linda walked through here? Like, <laughs> yo, did you see that? Oh, like, man. Like, that thing was, you know, janking. Like, it, you talk about all these things. Yeah. Um, but I think as, as, as Black men, as we, I don't know what the social, I forget what the social media term was, protect our Black women. Mm-hmm. This is the place where when a Black woman walks in or a child walks in, we got to put them first. Pause your conversations, pause anything that's inappropriate or discomforting to the woman. The woman should actually feel comforted. Like, let's say something's popping next door, two doors down to a black woman, and she has no one to call. She should be able to walk to the barbershop and grab a man to get some help without feeling like she's going to have to uh, 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 do something in, in return. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so, I, and again, I feel for y'all for that. But um, unfortunately, it is what it is right now. But for the listeners, if we can start all from this podcast moving forward, just let's make this this make this make for a better experience for our black women when they take their kids in. Even grandmothers, some grandmothers be looking good. No, you know, no. What, you know what I'm saying? Um, y'all gonna call me crazy? Not um, grandma. Hey, but you know, grandma might be fifty. She might not you be. Might, you know this, this is some young grandmothers. You right. She's young from grandmother, so I ain't talking about the one that you know what I'm saying. Nah, I ain't talking about the one in the first queue. I'm talking about I'm talking about the grandmothers in the back. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so no, I I really have a problem with that. So I try for me, um, I try to um, schedule mothers and women that I cut um, outside of my male cuts as best mm-hmm. I can. Okay. Because. Um, some of my, my female custom, uh, uh, lady friends, I, they all my friends, they feel uncomfortable when there's other guys in the room. But some of them too like to be in the mix, like, hey, I need a guy's opinion. Knowing that the, those guys are 90% my friends, they'll, they'll be like, well, I can trust y'all. Like, what should I do with this guy? You know what I'm saying? And that'll mm-hmm. be a nice event. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's another opportunity to have inclusion in, 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 um, in, in conversations. You know, if a woman comes in there and be like, get a woman's perspective, but do it the right way. So um, I know it's challenging, but um, we got to take care of our women and, and our children. That's right. right. That's right. So that was a great segue because I, I, I got I have to ask, mm-hmm. what's your craziest barbershop story? I need, I need the crazy Well, excuse me, because you're not a shop, but what's your craziest story that you've had? Story with cutting here. Yes. Uh, um, so my best story is what I told you earlier. Um, but the the worst story I have to stay. So when I started cutting hair um, as a teenager, um, and I played basketball through high school, and so I cut the basketball team. I was a team barber too. Oh wow! Um, <laughs> yeah. So we would before games, we were all popping like we we were all fresh to death, um, and we would get haircuts on my deck. And so one summer, um, a few teammates came by to get haircuts, and I'm cutting on my deck and. The, the home wasn't really that old, but, you know, I don't know what's going on beneath that, whatever. So I'm cutting, I'm cutting, I'm cutting, I'm cutting. And then, like, I, I like by then, I think it, within that year, there was an earthquake that happened in the DMV. It was a small tremor, but I, I didn't feel it. But some folks say they, they, they saw some dishes shifted when they woke up. But long story short, the deck collapsed while I was cutting somebody's hair. What? And uh, yeah, so I had, it was about seven of us or five or six of us on the, and I had people on the way, right? Cause we ended up just kicking it on my deck. Like it was a spot for a little bit. Um, 
But yeah, so the deck collapsed. And for the listeners that are wondering how high my deck was, it wasn't crazy high. It wasn't there's these decks that like a, t- a town home is hanging in the air crazy. But nevertheless, it's still a deck that collapsed. So the whole one side of the deck just gave way. Oh, oh my <laughs> And I don't think it was really uh, attributed to the weight that I had on, on the deck or anything. It just really wear and tear to the home. I mean, to the deck and how it was really engineered. But um, for those wondering, the brothers are probably like, yo, he tore his shape up. up. Yeah, um, I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> no, nah, I actually was, had, stepped, had just st- taken a step back. That look, brothers, that you give you, you know, barber gives you to make sure it's 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 square, make sure that's balanced. You, you ain't looking lopsided. And as soon as I knew that the line was straight and I was going getting in, into lean forward to perfect the line, the I just had felt the boom. We all gave way. Homie flying everywhere. We all over like, yo, what just happened? So um that was the most interesting story um in the, from the past. I'm laughing at it now because the deck is fixed and everyone's cool. But um, <laughs> um yeah, that was a good story. But the, the the haircut was intact. Um so we um my my steady hand saved it today. Hey, shout out to you. Was that related to the story you were telling me about? Was that related to that? Or you had that was a whole different story. A whole different story. Do you want to share or not right now? No, 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 wash my son's hair before he go, wash his hair when he come back. He doesn't need to wash it before he goes. He go wash it when he comes back. Like what, what's the, what's the, what's the protocol? Should I do it before? Should I do it after? Should I do both? So I personally, some folks say washing your hair too much has an effect mm-hmm. on your scalp. Some black folks have that. Mm-hmm. Um, with me, I've learned and, and I think for all of the folks, make sure you have a barber that's always learning. That's that's if I can give advice there, always have a barber that's always learning the game. Mm. The person's always going to get better. They're trying to make sure they're on top of the newest, whatever's going on, whatever. So always get that. But I think for me, what I've learned is washing your hair before helps have a crisper finish on your hairline. If you go into the shop with a freshly washed hair, don't go in there with your hair still dripping. <laughs> wash just dry some guys to do that's crazy what? um and if you have more hair yeah yeah guys with care they don't know how to take it they just know they to get it done and really you know what i'm saying so wow um wash your hair before you go to the and i think even so with with what we have in our current world right now you don't know where you've been who you walk past whatever mm-hmm. wash your hair before you go to the barbershop i think you're doing everybody a service by doing that you don't have any dandruff you're cool 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 um and it helps with the line the line will be much more crispy if you're a bearded brother your beard is going to be popping i'm surprised we didn't talk about beards for this for your for your podcast but um maybe yeah we, we I, I wasn't thinking but, about beards i was yeah, you gotta you shout gotta out to beard and beard. <laughs> i wasn't thinking yeah, about it yeah you gotta talk about the beards but um <laughs> but yeah so if you have all of that wash when you have the finish those of you that can't get a razor um finish on your on your skin your hair looks crazy much better. It looks so mm. much crisper. Um, okay. So it helps that. But absolutely, when you finish uh, getting a haircut, any sister or any mother, um, any girlfriend that has um, that values cleanliness will don't does not want to see 
to lose hairs on their pillows or anything um, um, remotely around their living space. So always wash your hair after um, as best as you can because it'll it'll just help with with completing your 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 feel um, and 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 making sure that you're, you're you're fully good to go for the week. So I think both. Okay. Any other advice you would give? Um, again, just circling back to that one advice, always find a barber that's always evolving, doing better things, mm-hmm. to cutting different types of hair. Um, if you're a black barber and you're able to cut, you know, our Hispanic brothers and sisters hair, that's great. Um, if you're able to cut white brothers and sisters, that's great too. Um, and because of the school, the co- I went to a college in the mountains of Maryland. So I had some, you know, uh, cool uh, Hispanic folks and white folks that wanted to come and get a haircut by me. So I had to learn to comb over shears and uh, clip over comb. Like I had to learn all of those things on the fly um, and it worked out for me. So find a barber that can do it all because they always ask the right questions. They take their time and they, they assess what's best for you. Um, and always consult with your barber. Like don't just sit there and assume that your barber, even though it's your regular barber, always knows what you're getting, unless you're really that type of friend, like I just want the regular all the time. Like just make sure like, hey, you know, it might be opportunity for you to say, hey, you know, I saw this online. Can you go ahead and switch it up and do it a little this way? Um, and et cetera. Um, and lastly, because this annoys me, don't tell the barber to give you a certain length of a haircut. Realize that it's too long and you want a little bit more and then Barbara got to recut your whole hair again. Um, it happens oh, wow. to me sometimes. Mm-hmm. Folks will be like, I want to keep it dark. So don't take that much off. But then you realize it's really that you really didn't have that much of a haircut to come in. I mean, uh, much of growth and you're asking the barber to do work all over again. You know what I'm saying? So like, just be just be respectful of your barber's time. And I think barbers should be respectful of their clients here, but I'm time, but be respectful of your barber. If you ask for something, the barber does it you just snooze you lose like hopefully your barber's busy now if your barber's not busy work it out um adjust your pricing or tipping as you should but um yeah let's 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 not try to switch it up last minute on our on our barbers and mothers if you're taking your son to the shop don't just say you know don't tell the barber to give your son the 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 kid's haircut the, the haircut that all these kids got nowadays that means nothing to the barber <laughs> try, try to find a picture the hair, the pick, the the barber's probably not going to always nail the picture. Let's let's also yeah, uh, uh, yeah. do that. Reduce right. that expectation. Reduce that expectation. But just the, along the lines of give them that guidance. Be like, I want it along the lines of this. Um, and lastly, I'm sorry, I'm thinking of all these things now. Don't be the hover mother. Like unless your kid is like uh, three and under, or I'll say four and under. Mm-hmm. Once your kid is out the booth to see, like, don't stand next to the barber booth and be all up in your the barber's face on how they're cutting your son's hair. Um, it's it's really not comfortable all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, if your son needs that assistance, like your son can have any condition and you want to be right by your son, that's fair. But if your son's good, he grown, give him his tablet or your phone and 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 go about, you know, waiting for the, your son's barber's uh, haircut to be done. Um, and I think I, I, I hit some important ones for barbers around the world on that one so hopefully if i missed anything brothers forgive me and sisters forgive me but i'm, I'm um, sure you i'm sure you did too because yeah yeah whew, i was on my son first haircut whoo that was horrible horrible <laughs> so it's safe to say you never talked to none of your barbers before um no no like you mean like if oh. i dated one yeah oh no Mm-mm. nah okay all mm-hmm. right well shout outs mm-hmm. to you 
Discipline. <laughs> Shout yeah. out to you. I take pride in that. That's good. That's good. For all you listeners, if you did this, don't we ain't judging. It's cool. You know. Right. Just, right. You know. You make sure your next test cuts free. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, Chris. Thank you so much for being on. Go ahead and plug your social media again and let them know about your what is it? Your third hustle? I think it's your third. Oh, hustle. right. Yes. Yeah, so, put that on. Yeah. So, um, a big shout out to everybody listening today. Um, I'm gonna definitely plug so I can get my other listeners from DMV to listen. But my uh, handle on Instagram is at Fresh Impressions with a Z at the end, all one word. Um, find me. My my accounts um, wide open. So follow, 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 follow. Um, and my third hustle. Um, that I've been asked to mention is I'm actually an event host. Um, I host primarily um, ceremonial events, primarily weddings. So if you are um, African or not, um, if you know somebody having an African wedding, um, Ghanaian, Nigerian, Cameroonian, Liberian, I don't think I missed any other countries, but uh, any West African kind of, kind of an event, hit me up. I actually did a wedding in New York um, this past year. Um, and the year before I did another on the Hudson, they had a wedding on the boat it was crazy. Um, but yeah, wedding reception, I'm the reception whisperer. Um, hit me up. It, it, we, we make movies at every reception. Check out my page. You'll see how I do. I got one uh, snippet where there's like 50 girls catching a bouquet. It was crazy. Um, I'll be feeling like I'll be wanting to be at these events. They be lit. So y'all definitely check him out. (laughs) Yeah. Check me out, man. Show me love and I'll definitely follow back. So follow me. Um, you know, yeah, show love and I show love back. I'm very active as best I can. So you might get an emoji on your story or something. Um, yeah, so, so show your boy some love. All right. So definitely go and check Chris out under Fresh Impressions. Of course, he will be tagged on the post that I put up as well as he will be in the um, details of this episode. So you could just go ahead and write on his name, especially if you're looking through Apple Podcasts. Yep. Anyway, guys, it's been real. Hold on, let me, Emmy, before she let everybody, I forgot my shout outs. Let me get my shout outs. Okay, out give me shout outs. Um, shout out to everybody in the DMV. Um, big ups to everybody in Germantown, Maryland. Big up, that's where I'm at. That's where I reside. Big up, PG. Big up, uh, Montgomery County. Um, big up, Ghana. Stand up um, from the Ashanti tribe. So big up to all of my folks, um, especially my folks in New York. Ghana does it real big in New York. Um, so shout out to all my Ghanaians. Um, and I think, yeah, that's about it. I definitely had to just shout, shout out that, that those, those are my folks. You got to do that. All right. All right. I heard you. I heard you, but y'all enjoy the rest of y'all week. It's been real and I'll catch y'all next week. Bye. All right. Y'all y'all take care.